Peace and power, black family. This is your host, Raheem Shabazz, and I am here for another episode of Necessary Blackness Podcast. And it been a minute, family. I have been extremely busy. As you all know, I am working on two projects. I am working on the next movie, which is called Contraband Flesh, the true story of Africatown. I'm also working on a book, Radical Hope in the 21st Century, which is an anthology that should be out very soon. I can't give a specific date because as you know, you cannot rush creativity. And once I put it out there in the universe that this is the release date, you guys are going to hold me to that. So just give me a little time and I definitely will announce it in advance. But we just got to wrap it up and uh, get it all done. And another thing that we want to do, family, we want to start taking live phone calls. And we're going to do that on our YouTube channel. I'm just waiting until we get enough subscribers. So once we hit that 1,000 subscriber mark, we're going to start taking live phone calls. So although you subscribe to our podcast, get our newsletters, make sure you subscribe to Necessary Blackness Podcast YouTube page because very soon we're going to be going live on YouTube and we're going to be taking phone calls and you'll also be able to chat with other individuals that is viewing the live so that you can offer your commentary on certain subject matters so we're gonna get it all together and we're gonna make this thing happen family now today my topic is jury nullification and jury nullification is the process whereby a jury and a criminal case or criminal trial can effectively nullify a law by acquitting a defendant regardless to the weight of guilt. And I know many of you saying, what do you mean if he's guilty, you have to render a guilty verdict? No, not necessarily. That's what they want you to believe. But there is a loophole in the law. And this is a loophole that is not necessarily discussed. And on this podcast, we're going to talk about why there is a need for jury nullification. And when jury nullifications were used in the past. And why it's important to us to use this as a tool as someone that is a social activist and know that the system does not work in our favor. You know, a lot of us believe that we can vote for politicians and they're gonna enact certain laws and this is just gonna be a just and true society and criminal justice system is eventually gonna work itself out and it's gonna work in our favor. That is not going to happen. It has not happened since we stepped foot on the shores of North America. 
So we're going to come back from our quick commercial break and we're going to get right into it and we're going to discuss jury nullification. Stay tuned, family. This is your host, Raheem Shabazz, and you are listening to Necessary Blackness Podcast. Elementary Genocide provides a critical expose of mass incarceration, the war on drugs, and the connection between slavery, capitalism, and the prison industrial complex. Visit our website at www.elementarygenocide.com. Now available, Elementary Genocide, the school to prison pipeline. Elementary Genocide 2, the Board of Education versus the Board of Incarceration. And the newest release, Elementary Genocide 3, Academic Holocaust. Log on today to purchase your very own three-set docuseries. Wingy Apparel is the latest fly in revolutionary streetwear to hit the market. Wingy is the outfitters of freedom fighters everywhere. Wingy is a Swahili word that means abundance. No one has ever gone broke by giving. So if you have it in abundance, sharing is better than receiving. Follow us on Instagram at Wingy Apparel. That's at W-I-N-G-I-A-P-P-A-R-E-L. Necessary Blackness Podcast is independently owned and we do not accept sponsorship dollars from corporations. We are supported by the people such as yourself who know that in war, the first casualty is the truth. We are at war with racism and white supremacy. We must continue to tell the truth. Support us by purchasing your Necessary Blackness t-shirt by sending an email to necessaryblacknesspodcast at gmail.com. Tune in for the drop. I am Dr. Kira Taylor. And when I'm tired of listening to fake news, I will listen to some real news and I will check into the Necessary Blackness podcast with my friend Raheem Shabazz. Raheem Shabazz is one of my guys from way back and you're now listening to his show, Necessary Blackness podcast. Stay tuned. This is a cool of Cultivated Roots Media and I choose to tune into Necessary Blackness because staying connected to my blackness is very necessary. This is Shirley. When I'm not in the gym, I'm checking my son out on his podcast. Make sure you check out Raheem Shabazz. Yeah, this is Professor Ed Garns. When I am not spreading liberation theology throughout my classrooms as an African-centered therapist, I am chilling with my homie Raheem Shabazz on a necessary Blackness Podcast. It's essential. Yo, that's what I'm talking about, man. You'll hear it here first. <laughs> now our feature presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back from our quick commercial break. And for those that are just joining us, my name is Raheem Shabazz. And you are tuned in to Necessary Blackness Podcast. And today we are talking about jury nullification. And jury nullification is a legal loophole where the jury believes that a defendant was either targeted by racial profiling or corruption from the police force. And this is a legal loophole that can be used to render a not guilty verdict. And a lot of times people don't know that this can be used in certain cases for instance back in the 80s and the 90s and the early 2000s you had what they call the disparity in sentencing laws where it was crack 
versus cocaine. So for five grams of crack, which carries a minimum of five years federal time, while 500 grams of cocaine carries the same five years mandatory minimum sentence. Same drug, different sentence. So in cases like that, where we know that the disparity in sentences was blacks was receiving more times than whites because they was most likely to be found with cocaine as opposed to crack cocaine. Um, they was getting lesser sentence and blacks was overwhelmingly sentenced which fueled the prison industrial complex. So if this had been used, this would have leveled the playing field. See, jury nullification is something that is not spoken about into the to the general public and a lot of people don't know that they have rights where they can use this even though it's not officially part of a criminal procedure but it's the logical consequences of two rulings that govern the system in which it exists for instance Juries can't be punished for reaching a wrong verdict, such as acquitting a defendant despite their guilt being proven beyond a reasonable doubt. That's one. Two, a defendant who is acquitted can't be tried again for the same alleged crime in front of another jury. That's double jeopardy. So we have to use the system if we're going to operate within the system, because many of us are operating within the system when we show up for jury duty. Many of us are operating in the system when we are prosecutors, attorneys, judges, district attorneys. And this is a way to use the system because the system is not built to work in our favors. It's a broken system and it's broken for a reason. It's not meant to be fixed. But there's loopholes in everything. And we have to start using those loopholes. You see, jury nullification has a long history of right and wrong laws. Even during the prohibition period where alcohol was banned, the making of alcohol or the selling of it. And if you got caught selling or making alcohol, you would get a stiff penalty and end up in jail. A lot of uh, those trials ended in acquittals because of the jury. The jury felt that, you know, this was wrong. And once the government realized that they couldn't stop it from the jury acquitting those that they brought before them, then they wind up putting taxes on it. So... There is a lot of cases where jury nullification um, came into play. Uh, one particular case um, happened in the South during uh, the post-Civil War, where during that time, as we know, they would uh, routinely convict black defendants accused of sex crimes against white women despite minimal evidence of guilt so with no evidence of guilt the all-white jury still decided to uh find this guilty so jury nullification 
not only occurs when you're trying to get a defendant not guilty, it also can be used to condemn a defendant for his actions and find him guilty when technically he didn't break the law. So they've been using it. Now guess what? It's our time to use it. The most recent case that came to the public light that they didn't use jury nullification, but most of the jurors afterwards said that if they knew that this woman would have received such a harsh verdict and sentence that they would have found her not guilty. And this was a case of a young lady. I know her last name was uh, McMillan, right? Uh, I think it was Cicely McMillan. And uh, this lady, um, supposedly the police touched her breast from behind. And this was during uh, the Occupy Wall Street uh, situation. And she turned around and she elbowed the police. And they charged her with assault on the police. And um, the jury wind up finding her guilty. And she received a seven-year sentence. After the jury found out what her sentence was gonna what her sentence was, nine out of twelve of the jurors, they wrote the judge a letter urging him not to send her to prison for that long. And they said that if they knew, even though she was technically guilty of elbowing the police, but if they knew that she was gonna be given seven years, they would have rendered a not guilty verdict because the punishment didn't fit the crime. And any time that we are being punished here in the wilderness of North America for minor offense, such as a misdemeanor drug offense for marijuana, we need to render that not guilty verdict. We need to continuously render it because we know that most times they're not a defendant is sitting in jail six to eight months before pretrial and he's offered a plea which is probably a little bit less than the maximum sentence he will receive and he takes these plea charges whether he's guilty or not so we can even play and field with jury nullification um there is a brother he's a lawyer he's out of syracuse and um, he writes extensively on jury nullification. Um, we're going to try to get him on the podcast because we need to hear from the experts. We need to hear about cases where jury nullification was used, where it was successful. What are our rights as jurors and why it's imperative for everyone to um, report to jury duty. Just imagine if individuals that sat on the jury for the Central Park Five would have rendered a not guilty verdict because they knew that those young boys was coerced. They knew that the police department during that time and this time is a corrupt entity that exists and upholds racism and white supremacy. And they didn't prove without a reasonable doubt that them young boys committed that crime. So it's important, family, for us to show up at jury duty, for us to not only study the letter of the law, 
but to know the loopholes in the law and to utilize it if we're going to operate in this system of white supremacy. Because a lot of people say, you know, they don't deal with the system of racism and white supremacy. They operate outside the system. You pay taxes, you operating in the system. When you go get your business license, you operating in the system. So we have to come up with strategic plans in order to uh, liberate ourselves and do things where we're not being oppressed. So I'm not going to keep y'all long. I just wanted to jump on here. I will be back next week, same time, same place. And also, I will be doing a Facebook Live on Monday at 9 p.m. Facebook Live, Monday at 9 p.m. Make sure you check me out. Also, I know a lot of people been hitting me up, asking me, yo, what's going on? I sent you a message on Instagram. I don't know what's going on with my Instagram page. I cannot log in. I cannot see no messages. I can see all my previous posts. I've been trying to work with um, Instagram. Other individuals have tried to uh, get my page back. I, I did everything possible. I'm probably going to have to start a new page, unfortunately. But uh, nevertheless, those that uh, follow me on that page, you probably just going to have to follow me on a new page. I'm going to see what the situation is. But you can always catch me on Necessary Blackness Podcast. Facebook. I'm back on Facebook. As y'all know, I was suspended once again. That was the fifth time. And um, it's unfortunate, you know, you get suspended for speaking truth to power. This was the fifth suspension in the last year. So out of 12 months, I might have been on uh, Facebook uh, seven months. It's unfortunate. But hey, guess what? That's their platform. That's their rules. They could do it the way they want to do it. I'm not going to stop telling the truth. You know, they could do what they want. So that's why it's important for you, for you guys to follow me on um, YouTube. Also, uh, sign up for our newsletter. Stay tuned for our podcast. Because um, they can't control my podcast. They control every other platform, but they don't control this. So you can always get at me on here. You always can get at me on Necessary Blackness Podcast at Gmail, um, Facebook. Whenever they allow me not to be suspended, I'm on there. And what's crazy is, I'm going to tell you why I was suspended. There was a meme, and it said that the majority of sexual predators are over the age of 18 and predominantly white males. According to the FBI statistics, that was the FBI statistics that, that was being quoted. And I got suspended for that. And they said that um, I violated community guidelines um, against hate speech. Someone please tell me how that's a hate speech. I, I, I just don't get it. I don't understand. But nevertheless, I digress. I'm up out of here. It is Juneteenth. There's a lot of things happening in the city. I just got a phone call. So I'm about to go out, man, and uh, see what festivities I could enjoy. But like I said, Monday, 9 p.m., Facebook Live. Come holler at me. Let's talk. I'll be back on next week. 
I'm gonna hook up the phone line so we 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 gonna be able to chop it up, family. And once again, be sure to follow us on our YouTube page, Necessary Blackness Podcast. Subscribe to us because once we reach 1,000 subscribers, you know I'm gonna be taking phone calls. You know you could hit me on the uh, super chat. I'm gonna have the chat room open and we could really dialogue and um, get this movement going. Peace and Black Power family. This is your boy, Mahin Shabazz. And you have been tuned in to another episode of Necessary Blackness Podcast. I'm out of here, family. Necessary Blackness Podcast, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. with award-winning journalist and filmmaker Raheem Shabazz. This podcast is only for those who are unapologetic because the mind of the conscious man or woman recognize no monopoly on truth. Truth is relative and always to be sought. Necessary Blackness Podcast is independently owned and we do not accept sponsorship dollars from corporations. We are supported by the people such as yourself who know that in war, the first casualty is the truth. We are at war with racism and white supremacy. We must continue to tell the truth. Support us by purchasing your Necessary Blackness t-shirt by sending an email to NecessaryBlacknessPodcast at gmail.com. No, that's what I'm talking about, man. You'll hear it here first.